Coming up today on This Is True Really News. We're doing this again? Yeah. Feels like we've been here forever, like day after day after day. (laughs) Um, This is all about uh, a wedding that had a private ceremony, but an open reception. And my, how things exploded. You might. Never mind. So, if you like exploded wedding receptions, I want you to like, subscribe. Did you drink espresso then? <laughs> yeah. I i don't know. I'll have to ask. Anyway, please like, subscribe, and follow This Is True Really News, even after that nonsense. And uh, if you like, comment somewhere. And I don't care what the comment is. You know I what? Mean, if you don't like, you can comment too. I mean, there was one comment we got some time ago that was um, so boring and not funny, which was me, you know. Which we've tried to live up to. And uh, then we had the other comment that we were pretentious clickbait, and that was just lame. So if you got something negative, make it good. Make it good. I mean, I mean, and we don't need it. all sorts of, you know, like evidence. No, just, no, it just has to be good. Thank you. That's all. Is that so much? If you would like wow, to send Wow, now us we've a... given people who listen to us of their own free will homework. <laughs> oh, that'll be good. Insult yeah. us and make us feel bad. Good luck. Um, please, if you find a story you think we'd get a kick out of, send it to TITR at netradio.network. This is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. I'm starting with a story that is not funny in any way. But it is weird in the way things went. Okay. Actually, it is weird, and I'm not sure if it's irony at the end. You can be the judge. Jerry Martin decided to open a drugstore in Vancouver. Okay. Not the not the pharmacy kind, mind you. Oh. And he opened it right next to a police van. On purpose? See, on purpose. See, his, okay. he opens this mobile drug thing. Which had a decent stock, by the way. Same. I mean, meth, MDA, MDMA, cocaine. Coke was right, a little expensive, but not bad. Right next uh, to the taco truck. Right next to the police truck. And then the See, taco truck. Should have been next the to the side. taco truck, is what I'm saying. Yeah. There Find you go. the food trucks and hang out there. Yeah. Be at the front of the line, and the rest of the guys will love you. Needless to say, the cops weren't thrilled. It took them less than 24 hours to arrest the 51 year old. The point of this is not that Martin was an idiot. Well, a little bit. The hell you say? He wasn't looking to make money. He was trying to call attention to the claim. Inefficiency of local drug laws, Martin says, has created oh, a oh, yeah, fatal yeah, yeah. pool. And okay. I think we've yeah. all made that argument, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. They still pass the same lame laws. No, it's okay. It's not really a bad thing anymore. Uh-huh. In front of the establishment, Martin had bright yellow sandwich boards detailing his inventory. For instance, MDA was MDMA was ten dollars a shot. Hair, I was going to say ten dollars a crack, but that would be that would be a different a bad substance. thing to say for meth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, heroin was twenty five dollars, and two and a half grams of cocaine ran you three hundred bucks. Which, by the way, is reasonable. They tell me. Oh he yeah, kept I his would prices. Know. He, it's just what I've heard from other people who've. No, uh, he said his, he kept his, wanted to keep his prices close to street prices. To ensure that Vancouver's drug users could have access to tested and uncontaminated substances. My guess is the fentanyl crisis 
hit him. And they did. The poor quality drugs have claimed many users' lives, including yep. one of Martin's family members. Oh, okay. I'm seeing where this is coming from. I get it. Oh, it's going to get worse because it also takes his. See, Martin would never see if any effect, if his little stunt had any effect because... Uh, What's the first question you might have about all this? Where did he get the drugs, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. He apparently had connections, since it appears he was using and selling drugs himself at a time. Okay. Um, even before the mobile drug stop, Martin had earned a cannabis trafficking conviction. I don't care so much about the cannabis part, but the trafficking conviction means he knows who's who and where's where. He had hmm. been clean for 15 years. Hmm. But because of the family member, he decided this would be a great idea to shine some light on it. After his arrest, he fell on rather hard times, appears to have returned to some old and bad habits, fentanyl overdose less than a month after he opened the store. <laughs> and his family is pretty much sure the overdose was not accidental because he knew too much too well. <laughs> it was on purpose. I'm so sorry. That is the weirdest freaking story I've ever read. It should have been fun, and we could mock the silly laws they're passing in places like, you know, Canada and Canada South, which is Minnesota. And you can't hear. You just can't. That's just too bad. And for all those who there are too many people who've lost people to fentanyl problems. The prince died of a fentanyl overdose. And back then it was odd. Yeah. Now or, it's more it, epidemic. Yeah, it, was, it was sort of the beginning of the epidemic, yep. wasn't it? It's the first time I heard of it. Well, let's move on to something well, you Sub can't be more depressing, so... Yeah, let's move on to something, oh, I don't know, sublime? This is like a Scottish wedding, No, I'm pretty wedding, sure man. you can't do sublime either. This is like a Scottish Oh, no, I know role. you pretty well. You can't do sublime. <laughs> My friend got married and decided to have a private ceremony, but an open reception in a massive hayfield in Vermont. Can I explain to you the problem here, or do you already know? Go ahead. If you're going to do this right, no. you have the open ceremony... And the private reception. <laughs> they invite Otherwise, huge, bad things happen. You invite a huge number of people. Over 300 show up. People were in and out all day with four constant groups. The direct family of mostly tipsy adults. Okay. The bride's sister's college friends from the women's studies major and model UN team. So she's unemployed. Mm -hmm. The groom's home friends who are all either farmers or animal breeders. They can drink. And, and the bride's friends, the guys I came with. Numerous interests, but a mutual love of poking things with sticks. So yeah, there are, I'm okay with most of those groups, so I'm okay. Yeah, there are some minor altercations between the home friends and the college friends, but it's a drunken fire party in the middle of nowhere, so some yelling and boisterous ideological disagreement was expected. <laughs> it all came to a head. Wait a minute, you have lots of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Burying factions. Yep. Lots of alcohol. Ma. I don't see how that could happen. What could go wrong? I don't see how that couldn't happen. It all came to a head when a heated discussion turned to, to a girl getting hit with a hot coal shovel. Utter chaos. Because a cold sh coal shovel would have been so much better. Utter chaos, multiple 911 <laughs> calls, police cruisers from three, count them, three different departments, and a couple of ambulances later, we had been given the order to disperse. Problem was that uh, we were all blind drunk and 
shouting. So after a few arrests and a stern tongue lashing, we put several people to bed well beyond the legal limit and sent home a lot of questionable people. What about the girl hit with the shovel, you might ask? What about the young lady who was smacked with the shovel? Well, the guy had no idea it was a recently used coal shovel and just wanted to smear a little dirt on the girl. She'd yutzed a vodka cranberry on him, you see. What? Yutzed. Is that what it's I like, think it means? It's kind of like yeeting. Yeah, you, she yeah. yeeted. Yeah. He's a veterinarian and dragged her off apologizing profusely, and he fixed her up inside of an hour. Both of them being too drunk to drive, they stayed the night. Oh, no. And we found them in the same sleeping bag come morning. Was the, there was procreation happening. What? The filthy beast and goody two-shoes? Okay, I have to ask a silly question. Yeah, which one ahead. is which? I well, in in the movie, it was Cary Grant was the filthy beast, which would make sense because he was sure. the drunken boat captain. <sighs> They're asking for a priest. My God, he's killed her. That is even better than fifty-eight. No, minutes. they want to get married. What the filthy beast at Goody Two Shoes? Oh, it was a great movie. In essence, yeah, see, and the trouble is, most movie. folks, it's like, I'm sorry, that's an old movie. It is very really? old. You want to check out a movie from the 30s that you'll love? Yeah. Watch The Thin Man. Ooh, that, that is good. It's a detective show, which is the detective part is pretty average. Mm -hmm. But the characters and dialogue is spectacular, right? You can watch the second one too. That's one with Jimmy Stewart. What was the, what was the one um, I, the that I was, was talking? About. It was Father Goose, wasn't it? The one I was talking about. Yes, yes. The movie Father Goose, set during World War II. Yep. And uh, oh, they're kind God. of out of things for a minute, aren't they? Well, they're spotters. He's a spotter. That's it. And then she and her schoolgirls get get marooned. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Best scene from a World War II movie ever. Okay. Is what well, was the longest day at Remagen when the nuns go marching right between the two sides fighting, and everybody goes um, and they all stop. And they march up to where the American, well, actually the French and Canadians are. Yep. And they march right in and start fixing them. Yep. And then the Sister, shooting starts. We don't again. really have a place for you here. We don't need a place. We can work right here. Yeah. And they it's like, wow, back when they were, now those nuns would be dead on the street. Yeah, absolutely. My, we've come a long way. A 50-year-old man, as long as we're talking, you know, chemicals, a 50-year-old man is facing charges for allegedly driving drunk. <laughs> I love how they have to put they seem to have to put allegedly because well let's just go he was charged for that because he had a young child in his lap when he was pulled over if you're wondering why it's so he could learn how to drive I'm it's like the guy teaching his dog to drive hoping it's the child that's learning to drive yep <laughs> yeah According to court records, police responded to... This is from Robbinsdale, of all places. Mm, mm. My lovely bride found this. Right here in the... Uh, Good old state of... Minnesota. Social soda. Social soda. Uh, according to court records, police responded to a report of a driver with an infant on their lap who was driving erratically. Now, if you don't know it, but it was on 40, 41st and a Half Avenue North and Hubbard Avenue in Robbinsdale. That's yeah. busy. Yeah, that's not it is. Like, uh, that's not like my street. Yeah, or you know, yep. you got ten cars every day. Everything's with busy in Robbinsdale. It's uh, crazy. It's right, it's hooked up right next to Minneapolis, and it's yeah. 
Yeah. It's a toxic relationship. Officers located the vehicle, conducted the traffic stop. As they approached, they described seeing a child, maybe three or four years old, sitting on the driver's lap. The driver identified as Tyrus McGowan. Vladdy, would that be Irish or Scottish? Allegedly, neither, I'm guessing. Allegedly, well, uh, MC was drunk enough to have a three or four year old on his lap. Anyway, he allegedly told authorities the child was sitting there because he wanted them to learn to drive. Honestly, these are on the charge sheets. Uh, Law enforcement described smelling a strong scent of alcohol. And they did what they would do. They conducted field sobriety tests, which were spectacular failures. How about the five year old? Oh, no, three or four-year-old. Let's not age him too quickly here. (laughs) McGowan was arrested, and his his blood alcohol came back at 0.16, which if I can do that math, that's twice the legal limit. Mm -hmm. The Hennepin County prosecutors, who are are basically worthless, but at least they got this one right. (laughs) Yeah. They charged him with two gross misdemeanor counts of child endangerment and DWI for operating a motor vehicle. Under the influence of alcohol. By the way, if you DUI and DWI, you know what the difference of those is? What? what state you're in. Yeah, pretty much. They're all the same thing. Yep. Woo-hoo! Three to four-year-old needed to learn to drive. This is True Really News. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.